Welcome to Cornerstone Church Kingston Podcasts. We are here with another episode of Pilgrim's Progress. We've been really enjoying going through this. It's a fantastic book uh, which helps us to keep following the Lord. And same same team here with me, Rory, Hello. <laughs> Ben, Hello. Pete, Hello. and myself, Tom. Uh, all of us uh, serve as pastors at Cornerstone. You can go on Cornerstone churchkingston.org our website and you can find uh, various things there so last time we were in the beautiful palace palace beautiful christian was there enjoying uh, some food some rest some refreshment he enjoyed spiritual conversation with the maidens and the porter of the house he was shown through the museum of the bible he was taken and shown lots of artifacts to strengthen him in his faith which was really a way of him learning the stories of the bible to give him courage and faith and then he was um he was geared up tooled up with the armor the spiritual armor of the faith so that he too could go out onto the road and fight battles for christ and so he's left the house behind he's come down um, into this valley of humiliation and that's where things start to get shadowy isn't it well he sees this this sort of hideous monster (laughs) just you know coming towards him he's got scales like fish and um, wings like a dragon and feet like a bear and out of his belly comes fire and smoke and his mouth was a mouth of a lion roaring and just this monster comes thundering towards him yeah pretty pretty shocking frightening thing and he's got half a mind christian to turn around again doesn't he that that well he realizes that yeah he realizes that he can't Mm. because this monster's coming so quickly towards him uh, he's got no armor on his back so he's got a breastplate on his front Mm. and a helmet on his head and uh and a sword um and a shield and the belt of truth but and shoes but he hasn't got anything on his back so if he turns and runs this monster's likely to jab his teeth and dart him in the back back. and so he realizes there's no choice it's more dangerous for him to turn around i mean still in combat sports that's a rule isn't it in boxing you can't turn your back no because if you turn and face away from your opponent it's super dangerous for you because you can't protect you don't know where the punches are coming from and if you get whacked in the back of the head uh it's really really bad so it's even if you're facing uh you know a brutal opponent it's always safer to go head on and to turn your back Um, and this brutal opponent is called apollyon apollyon yeah yeah Um, which is an ancient name for a serpent or a dragon satan destroyer destroyer that's what it means yes Mm. which is Fitting with what you just described. Yep. So he comes out, but and he asks the same questions, which is quite interesting, yeah. isn't it? You know, uh, whence come you and whither you bound? It's how you get the measure of someone, really. Oh, well, I just think these questions we uh, we need to ask yeah. and and we need to answer them. You know, I'm from the city of destruction, uh, and I'm going to the celestial city. Yeah, and and that's actually what Christian says. He yeah, says, and I mean, it's just it's the same question with a different heart behind it. Oh, yeah. So Prudence asks the question with a desire to help. He asks the question with a desire to harm. He needs, he needs Because what answer is given to him, he can craft his strategy based on that, can't he? How to, how to rule. And he Christian. does, the city of yeah. destruction. And he says, that's my town. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're my citizen. Yeah. yeah, why are you running from there? Get back. Yeah, yeah basically, that's his first argument, yeah. isn't it? It's great. He's like, I am... Um, it's prince and God, so how is it that you run away from me, your king? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
So let's go through his line of reasoning, because this is quite interesting, isn't it? You know, we are all, as Christians, we've been born again into conflict. We're in a spiritual battle. Uh, We've got a real enemy. He's got uh, workers. He's got devices, schemes, plans to ruin us. And this is just a very interesting lesson, isn't it, in how to deal with um, evil and temptation and how Satan tries to ruin the believer. So what, how would we, you know, what arrows has he got in his quiver, so to speak? What, what lines of attack does he, does he move through? Well, first of all, um, he's quite nice. Yeah. Well, it, that's probably not quite the word, but his, his reasoning is, look, you're, you're out of order, you've, you've run away from your proper king, Mm. Uh, yeah. Just you know, get back, and I'll I won't I'll say no more about it. So. Yeah. Doesn't he say all will be well? Or, well, or, he he he. There's some promise. Isn't he there? sort of he says he, he, he sort of sets himself up as a merciful king because mm. he says, if it wasn't for my plans for you to serve me, I would strike you to the ground with yeah. one smashing blow. Yeah. But because I want you to serve me, I won't. I'll spare yeah. you the the punishment. Mm. Let's say. Um, yeah. So, so he's aping Christ, isn't he? Yeah. He's, that's what he's he's trying to say I'm merciful and I know you like that sort of thing. But he's frighteningly speaking, isn't he? He's speaking as if there is absolutely no way you'll resist me. You've had it. It's like, yeah. Put that down and nobody will get hurt. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so he tries to persuade him that he needs to go back, that it will be better for him if he goes back, that he's done a treacherous thing, but it will be okay if he turns around. And what's Christian's counter to that how does he doesn't he say your wages weren't very good and at <laughs> yeah. any any you know when you're younger you you know no different but when you grow older when you grow up you do what any adult does and you seek a better yeah. wage yeah. and a better the life wages of sin is yeah. death is death yeah i'm gonna die anyway yeah. again it's that sort of argument isn't yeah. it yeah the wages of sin is death under your regime yeah yeah and the wages of the king of of princes. I like that detail. You you might be the prince of that land, but the king of all the princes offers yeah. me a better wage. Yeah. 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 So his point is, it wasn't all it was cracked up to be. You know, it wasn't a great place to be. Yes. So I've let I've left. To which, um, to which Apollyon is is, is is say, well, okay, I'm I'm not ready to let you go yet. Mm. You know, you think you've got rid of me. I'm not ready to get rid of you. Uh, I tell you what, I'll give you better wages. I'll per- I personally mm. promise that what our country can afford, I will give you. If wages is what you want, <laughs> yeah. I can give you good, better wages. Yeah. Again, listening to the response of Christian and tapping into that to try and connect his desires mm. with what he can offer him. And this is an interesting comment on how on how Satan tries to deceive us. Um, because when you go to... Um, the Gospels and you see Jesus being tempted in the wilderness this is one of the things he tries to do with Christ you know he shows him in an instant a vision of all the glory of man and the kingdoms of man and says all of this will be yours if you but bow the knee and worship me and so that's an offer of something isn't it it's look if you will submit to me submit to me if you will concede that I am king then I will give you authority and glory that's what I, that's what I can offer um, and that's that's always right with sin, isn't it? You know, if sin didn't offer anything, no one would ever do it. Um, there, there's always a, the, the, the sort of shell of a promise there, isn't there? Look, follow me and there will be something good. I mean, it, uh, we know it's all hollow and it turns to ash and it delivers death. But there's the, there's the shell of a promise, the shell of something good there, isn't it? And this is what Satan is trying to say. Look, you know, you go back, you know, and I'll give you good things. It'll be yeah. good. It'll be good. Yeah. 
Um, so he's trying to woo him back there a bit, isn't he? And yeah. then Christian says, "Well, I, I can't anyway because I've given my allegiance to yeah. to the to the greater king, to him. And if I go back, I'd be hanged as a traitor." Mm. Um, with, which is sort of you know sort of Judas sort of stuff, isn't it? Really, mm. if I if I turn away from him, I'm going to be hanged. Mm. And then the argument comes back: "Well, you you turn from me, and yeah. yet I'm not going to hang you." Yeah. And how how merciful am I? Look how merciful I am. Yeah. So you know he forget him. It's always forget him, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. God. Whatever he does, I can do better. Mm. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. So next, so where does Satan take his attack after that, Apollyon? He, he then moves to the tactic of, well, will your king accept you because you've let him down multiple times? So he it's can't. A very clever one, isn't it? He can't woo him back to the city of destruction. So now he's going to make him fearful of going forwards. Um, your new master won't accept you, and he he does this inc- this thing with his fingers because he's the accuser, Satan, isn't he? So yeah. he's he he's hot, he's numbering the uh, sins on his hand now. Because he you says fell to him, into the yeah. slough of despond. Yeah, because it, um, Christian asks him, he says, "Oh, what? In what ways have I let my master down?" And then Pollyon delights in numbering these things. Yeah, you fell into the slough of despond, and you doubted. You left your assurance. You were scared of the lions. Yeah. He just reminds him of all. And this his... is the most distressing thing for Christians, isn't yeah. it? This yeah. line of attack, because you know. Christian has been saying, you know, the Lord of this country is so much sweeter. He's the best of princes. He's merciful. And I actually enjoy his company. And Satan says, oh, you love him so much, do you? Um, Then why do you betray him so frequently? And why do you go wrong? And why do you look away from him? And, you know, it would be like, (laughs) it's like telling someone, oh, my wife, she's wonderful. She's so kind. She's patient. She's loving. Oh, well, why do you look at other women so much then? If she's, if she's so, well, why do you do that? You know, and it, and it sort of pulls at the heart of the Christian because we do love Christ and his company is sweeter than any other. And yet we do forsake him and we betray him and let him down. And so, we know that there's something true and authentic about this accusation, isn't there? Um, and that's why Christian in the story puts his face to the ground, doesn't he? He looks to the ground because he knows, yeah, yeah there's truth in what he's saying here. Um, but not just to the ground, he looks back to who Christ is. Mm. He looks to who Christ is. It's interesting, actually, before, yes, before he, before he, he lists his sins... He, he does a classic Satan tactic of trying to cast doubt on the goodness of the Lord. Yeah. And so it actually says, well, look, all, all these servants that have gone before you, he's never, ever tried to save them. They, they've met so many disastrous ends. They were meant to be his people. He doesn't come down, save them from their despair or destruction. So... I'm trying to, he's, he's, he, and this is what he does from the, in the Garden of Eden, doesn't he? Yeah. He says, God isn't a good God. Yeah. And so he tries to put doubt in his mind that God's not good. And then once that fails, because Christian says, oh no, he is good, but we, we just, he, he's given us a, a better deliverance than in this world. And actually, that this world is just, when we die in this world, it's just a means to access the next. Once he's um, cast that aside, he says, well, okay, well, I'll go somewhere else. Then he goes, well, you failed him. So he does two things. Either he's not good or you're not good. Hmm. But he's right about the you're not good thing. And Christian, yeah, he, his face is downcast. And he doesn't try and argue or defend himself, does he? he? In fact, he says, 
that's not even half of it. It's something like that. He says yeah. that's not the full list of sins. Yeah. So he 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 is open and honest and acknowledges his sin. Um, well, but what he says, I, I mean, in the this old version, I sucked I sucked them in, uh, and I have groaned under under them, yeah. been sorry for them, and have obtained pardon of my prince, which I think is a good thing, is because. Um, the Puritans talked about keep a short list of sins before God. He, he knows he's repented of those things. Mm-hmm. So when Satan comes, oh, yeah, absolutely, you're right. Yeah. But I have repented of those things. Mm-hmm. And Christ has pardoned me of those things. Um, there may be things I don't remember, but Christ has par- you know, pardoned me and I've confessed these things. Mine says a full pardon as well, which is yeah. fantastic. It's not just a... It's not just a, a part pardon, but actually full pardon from my prince regarding these crimes. He he forgives all, yeah. and is faithful to do so. Napoleon, he's angry at that. Point. He gets, he gets, he's, he's yeah. angry about that. And what like really rattles him is this constant coming back to the mercy of Christ, isn't it? So he says, yes, all of that is true, but I've obtained this full pardon. Christ knows my every failure, and yet he still loves me and will forgive me. And that's when the smoke starts to curl from the nostril, isn't it? And the foot starts to stamp. I hate his person. I hate his law. I hate his people. I come out on purpose to withstand thee. And so he's shown himself now. I hate grace. He stands across the whole path. Because he wants to damn people, doesn't he? That's what he wants. Not to see them forgiven. And as you say, he straddles the whole path now. He's now so flipping angry. If I can't get you in by lies and yeah. manipulation, I will destroy you. Yeah, it's, big, it's great though because Christian, ha- ne- throughout the, the the passage of of play, really, Christian stood his ground. Christian stood his ground. Yeah. Christian did not back away. No. Uh, Apollyon, be careful of what you are doing, for I am the king's highway, the way of holiness. So watch yeah. yourself. Yeah. Yeah. I love so that. Good. He's, he's yeah. bullshy, isn't he, yeah. Christian, yeah. In, this, in this exchange? Well, he puts his hand up against him, doesn't he? Yeah. Say, so stop, yeah. Yeah, so he straddles the the whole path and uh, and swears to spill, you know, spill his soul, which is quite something, isn't it? And he then starts chucking flaming darts at um at christian's breast um, this is where the armory yeah is a, so good is, for him is is essential isn't it mm. yeah because he wouldn't be gone by that yeah. yeah and he's able to extinguish the fiery darts and the shield of faith um which is to say isn't it that we combat the lies of satan with the promises of god um and you need to know them yeah uh, and, and and therefore you need to read the scriptures. It's all the scriptures, isn't it? Mm. You know, helmet of salvation. It's I'm saved. My mind, uh, my reasoning, my thinking, mm. breastplate over your heart. You know, the word of God is teaching you yeah. that you're loved, and all, all these things are yeah. are things that you, you 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 have if if you're reading the scriptures and knowing the scriptures and applying the scriptures to your heart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then there's a, and then what happens after that? I've forgotten. He he. Well, he he gets his sword out, and it, then what ha- what what ensues is a great battle between Apollyon and Christian. And it's actually the first time that Christian retreats slightly because it's it's not an easy battle for him, and he is inflicted. Uh, there are wounds that are inflicted on him, head, hand, and foot. And uh, he, some, he, he doesn't run. It's not. He, no. he doesn't have his back. No, it's like um, it's more. He's being pushed. Back. Being pushed back by yeah. his darts. That's right. And yeah. uh, and and he and it's 
you know, he's exhausted in this battle and he's weaker and he's weaker. And it looks for half a day or something. Yeah, it gets more intense, doesn't it? Because yeah. it starts off with just a couple and then there's a description like it's a whole torrent of arrows at some point. Yeah. Which is why he gets hit. And it, but and then it looks it looks like the end. It looks like he's going to be defeated. So Apollyon has has got the sword out of his hand. I am sure of you now. He says he's about to inflict a mortal wound, but Christian still fights on and reaches out. Hmm. I mean, it's a great passage uh, um, here. He reaches out and he grabs the sword. Uh, he he st- began to despair for his life. But as God would have it, while Apollyon prepared to make his final blow to destroy this good man, Christian nimbly reached out his hand and gripped his sword. He cried out, Do not rejoice over me, O my enemy. Though I fall, I will rise. And with that, he gives Apollyon a deadly thrust. Yeah. It's just so good. Which um, is the, the, the armour of God, isn't it, in Ephesians 6? It serves the dual purpose of defence and attack, mm-hmm. doesn't it? So there's things to protect you, and there's things, the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, is designed both for parrying attacks and for inflicting wounds on um, on on the enemies. Um, Interesting. That's the mortal, not the mortal wound, but that's the wound which causes Polyon to flee, isn't it? And it's this idea that though I die, even then I will rise. Yes. So there's no victory you could ever have over me, Satan. No, no, the no, grave no. is defeated. You yeah. are defeated. And and then he goes on to say, but in all these things, we overwhelmingly conquer. Uh, through him who loved us he yeah. says e- even you Apollyon yeah. cannot separate me from the love of Christ yeah. uh, I'm a conqueror here and yeah. you will not defeat me so it's just so good yeah. the, it's, so, it's such the cross though isn't it just when Satan thinks he's won because he says to him now, he says to him doesn't he when he's on the floor I have you now you are going to die just when Satan thinks he's won that's the moment at which God turns the, the sword and says no you've lost yeah, and it's with the word of God, isn't it? Yeah. You know that he he pushes the. So I mean, Apollyon Christ did, isn't it? When Christ was tempted by Satan, or mm. I mean, Satan would use the word of God, but mis mis yeah. you know twist it, misapply but, it. But Jesus yeah. would always come back with the word of God, wouldn't yeah. he? God did not. And then that. Satan had to leave him in yeah. the end. Yeah, which is what happens here, isn't it? Apollyon takes flight and he's yeah. gone, and they you can just hear him howling can't you in the skies and Mm -hmm. grunting like a dragon he's furious at what's transpired isn't he but christian is just full of hallelujah isn't he and praise because he knows that the lord has helped him um and so i mean it's interesting just to think about this whole scene isn't it because he's just had uh, you know, apart from the cross, perhaps, he's just had his greatest spiritual high, hasn't he? The palace, mm. beautiful, was a place of rest and relaxation, encouragement, feasting. And he's gone from a spiritual high to a, a, a fierce satanic attack. Um, now, do you think Bunyan's saying that that's, that's what it's like as a Christian sometimes? You know, because there's a sense in which, you know, until we get to heaven, we're always in a spiritual fight, aren't mm. we? But then within that... Would you say that there are particular times when it intensifies, when Satan is, the, the battle is fiercer even than it is normally? Um, it seems to be, doesn't it, sometimes, particularly after spiritual highs or a conversion or something, there might be an intensification of an attack well, or a particular battle that just rages mm-hmm. uncommonly I mean, fierce, you go, you, you know? you go um, from Sunday to Monday morning, don't yeah. you? Mm. And uh, that's where we've got to watch it. Mm. 
that's where the battle is, isn't it? You, you know, very often. I'm not saying there's no battle on Sundays. But, you know, yeah. we're with God's people. We're hearing God's word. We praise God's name. And suddenly we can't just walk into that world, this world, just thinking we we did our bit on Sunday and uh, I'll, be all, I'll be all right. We need to put the armor of God on. Because we don't know when the raging Satan is going to come at us. Mm. But we do know that in the world, the world is against God. We will, on Monday morning, uh, throughout Monday and throughout the week, meet temptations and difficulties and all kinds of things that we can only cope with, with God. Mm, yeah. I mean, it is mad, isn't it, that we would would, you know, think about walking into the world without the armor of god on mm. yeah and i suppose if it when you've enjoyed a, a time of relative peace like christian just has and you've had time of fellowship perhaps it is a sunday and you've enjoyed a sunday you've taken you know you've put this you haven't put the shield down but you're you're not on guard are you because you're enjoying fellowship around the table yeah you're not at war in that moment yeah um you have to then put, you've got to be mindful to put stuff back on as you go out again. Um, and you can forget to do that and you can find yourself in a battle uh, and you're not on guard because you've relaxed, because you've been enjoying the peacetime. Well, or anything though, you're, you've grown, hopefully on a Sunday, you've grown in faith, haven't you? And, um, you you're probably more trusting in Christ than you did when you before on a Sunday. Do you see what I mean? And I imagine we know Satan hates it when when we read his word and we pray to him. Mm. So I think if you're more if you're more trusting him, then Satan's going to see you as more of a problem. No. Yes, so the, 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 the battle the, intensified. Yes. The more Christian revealed his steadfastness in, yeah. In so that the more you grow, the angrier Satan will get, yeah. And the more intensely he'll try and attack you. I guess you. the pro- the problem with this this is that it's a it's a description of the battle, isn't it? Mm. And in, in one sense, if if the great monster came like that to us, we can see him, can't we? And it's it's you know it's flee or fight, uh, uh, you know, fight or die sort of thing. Mm. Um, mm. I think one of the problems with with Apollyon is that he can come... Uh, he's a master of disguise. He's a master he? of and, disguise. And, and, and so yeah. he's he. this fierce attack is true, yeah. but he might come through a nice little child yeah. uh, at school, um, yeah. you know, or, or whatever. That's the, that's the yeah. slight difficulty with the yeah. picture language. But it's a very helpful picture at how fierce the battle is and why yeah. we need the armour of God. Yeah, and it's often one of the things following following Christian camps, isn't it? Yeah. You know, that young people come and it's just a delight for them because for perhaps the only time in the year, other than their regular youth group, they're surrounded by hundreds of young people who don't think it's <laughs> weird to worship Jesus and yeah. to hear about Jesus and to hear about the Bible. And it's just the, the encouragement and the safety yeah. Of being in a place where you know people want to talk about God and follow God, and then two weeks later you've got one week of holiday and then you're back and you perhaps are the only one in your class, perhaps your whole year, mm. who thinks that it's a good idea to follow Christ. And just the the diff- like, even if people aren't making fun of you of that, just the dis- just the difficulty and the discouragement of being surrounded by 
by that. And Satan wants you to think, doesn't he? Yeah, you know that. You know this is real life. This is real life, and no one believes what you. You know, you're not in dreamland anymore. And no. he wants to try to rob away everything that's good. And that's why on on these sort of camps, we're always trying to say this isn't just. I mean, enjoy this. But this is a preparation. Your local church is where you're going to be equipped. You know, get there, get around local Christians. Remember, we're in a battle, and and so forth. And um, yeah, good on Christian though. It inspires you, doesn't it? Watching yeah. how he deals with yeah, Apollyon yeah. here. Yeah, well, holding up the promises of God. So but you need to know them. Yeah. So we do need to know our Bible, don't we? Mm. We do need to be acquainted and listen. Um, and apply it to ourselves. Mm. It's easy to know stuff, but to not actually apply it. So mm. we must take the promises and mm. and use them. Mm. That's how you disarm Satan, because he's the father of lies. So you disarm him with the truth, don't you? Yes. That's why you have the belt of truth. You remind yes. yourselves of the things that are right. And But Satan comes with half-truths. Yeah. And they're really dangerous, aren't they? Yeah. Because he, he, he does quote scripture. We did yeah. quote scripture to Christ, yeah. but it's twisted quoting yeah that's why you know there are all kinds of people that can lie to us even with a bible in their hand yeah Yeah. well he wins uh and he's very thankful he gives thanks to god um and then um and and then there's this sort of hand that comes with some leaves (laughs) um well it says uh, then there came to him a hand uh, with some of the leaves of the tree of life. It's help, probably, in that. With which Christian took and applied to the wounds that he had received in battle and was healed immediately. Um, uh, he also sat down uh, in the place to eat bread and to drink the bottle that was given to him a little before, so being refreshed. Um, so there's the stuff that the brother, the sisters had given him, He's eating, drinking, feels the the balm of Christ, yeah. uh, healing him of his wounds in the, in this battle. It's just a lovely picture, isn't it? Mm. But then, it, but then he goes on with the sword still in his hand. So it's like he's because he's won the battle there, and he's but he's experienced the battle. He's become battle hardened, but he's not going to put the sword away now as mm. he goes on in his journey. Because Apollyon's not dead; he's just flown off. Yeah. Yeah. So, so who knows when he might be back? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So he must stay ready to fight, and it's kind of that, that's scripture, isn't it? It's be on your guard. Yeah. Um, we don't don't have a little sleep on the on on the watch, but actually, the individual be on guard and ready to stand firm, and, and that's what he did, and that's what he wants to continue to do. Great. Great stuff, and then next time he catches up with Faithful, isn't it? I think no, no, he's got a. He's not. He's got to go through a valley, yeah. which is in one sense worse than the Polyon, um, because yeah, he's sort of internal thinking going on here. Mm. Yeah, and then Pope and Pagan, and the Valley of the Shadow of Death. <laughs> but that's a great one. We have to yep. do that another time. Thanks for listening. Hope you enjoyed it. Um, cornerstonechurchkingston.org as I said at the start that's the website to go to for uh, uh, for more resources and you can also if you go on Spotify or Apple and stuff you can you can go back through um, our podcasts on our podcast channels and see what else we've done we've done all kinds of things over the years we've done a Christianity A to Z looking at big doctrines um, we've done animals of the Bible uh, there's all kinds of things so uh, do, do have a browse of that <laughs>